I've never loved anything so much, yet also been so challenged by the same thing that I love, you know? Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. This week's The Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Music and Arts. A year ago, my daughter started playing the saxophone for middle school. We went through Music and Arts to get her the instrument. Since she started playing her saxophone, we have seen her become more confident. Her teachers have told us that she's become a natural leader at school. She likes to try more things as well. She even started playing the tuba in addition to her saxophone. My wife and I are so proud of her learning an instrument and seeing it through. Yes, she had some ups and downs playing the saxophone, but in the end, she reaches her monthly goals and has a passion for music. She has learned perseverance from playing an instrument. As a parent, I love seeing my child succeed in life, and I feel that music and arts is helping with my child's success. She loved taking online courses as well as classes in person through the different programs that they have at Music and Arts. Lessons are a perfect opportunity to turn your musician's dream into reality, unlock their imagination, and grow from potential to possible. Share the magic of music this holiday season with a Music and Arts Lessons gift card. So go to musicarts.com slash gift card or visit your local Music and Arts store for the most impactful gift that you can give. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Man, do I have a treat for all you listeners, man. I love this movie, and everybody loves this movie. No matter what age you are, the Sandlot was definitely touched every part of you and brought you back to some part of your childhood. I got none other than the Hambino himself, Patrick Rena. Thanks for taking the time, sir. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, man? Doing really well, man. We're going to be talking about your cool new fashion line. We're going to be talking about movies, acting, all that good stuff, but I love bringing good guys like yourself. If people follow you on TikTok and Instagram at Patrick Reno, they know you love being a dad. <laughs> I love yeah. especially we're, we're recording this on Halloween, and I love the the one year I think it was last year where you dressed up as Stay Puff. You're like, oh man, like I, this is this is my dad duty, right? <laughs> yeah, we, it, it sure was. It uh, it was, and they loved it. But you know, got to do the family costumes now. <laughs> no doubt, man. But let, let, let's go back to when you found out you were going to be a dad. What was going through your mind, man? Whoa. Uh, well, my oldest is five and a half. So what was that? Almost six, six and a half years ago. I actually remember I was at my father's house. Uh, we were, my wife and I were staying there. Uh, he lives on the East Coast and he was out of town and uh, it's a two story house. And she just came running out of the second story and, you know, holding the little test. And we were just both, you know, beyond excited so we we were lucky it didn't you know we we wanted to have a kid and we and it sort of happened but it wasn't instant so there was a little uh excitement when it happened you know yeah no doubt man and talk a little bit about some of the values you're looking to instill into them as they're growing up oh man you know i mean it's 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 crazy because it's such a different day and age now so the fears of a parent are so much different you know with just the world as it is now i mean obviously there's there's great things about this era and there's challenges, but I think, I don't know. I think the number one thing I want to teach them is be kind because it's so easy to not be right now. And, you know, as a human being, you're, you have instincts sometimes that go in the opposite direction and you have to like, it's, it's, you got to work towards it and, and it's the right thing to do. And, you know, I think also if someone says something to you that hurts you, uh, you have to remember that they might be going through something. So it's not always about you. Um, so I think just those things, just treat others, you know, the way you want to be treated, the golden rule, you know? 
Yeah, and I love empathy, man. Like what you said right there, yeah. sometimes you forget. Like, let's just say you hold the door for someone trying to be nice, and they're like, well, it's about time, and they, like, walk through, like, what the, uh, what? I know, <laughs> but, like, I know. You might, like you said, like you might, they might be having a bad day. And in case, you know, you're with your kids and you, and you experience that, you know, you'll, you'll pass on that knowledge. So I love it. Talk about something that your kids have taught you either about yourself or about life that maybe you didn't know was there, but once you became a dad, you realized that about yourself or about life through your kids. These are great questions. I've never really thought about them. Things that they've taught me. I think I, I think they've shown me how not perfect I am. Not that I ever really thought I was perfect, but um, I sure know I'm not now, you know, and there are toughest critics, right? <laughs> they, they are. And I've never, I've never loved anything so much yet also been so challenged by the same thing that I love, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I suppose uh, your spouse could do that as well, but I think kids even more challenge you to the next level and that i think that's that's what they've they've shown me the most and it, they've made me want to be a better person for them like i i also my wife and i we we were together for we've been married for 16 years so our that's oldest me. is almost six so thank you yeah so we we had a good decade together without children and we enjoyed it and we lived for ourselves then and having kids, you truly live for someone else now. There is nothing about you that is important anymore except, you know, raising them. Yeah. So that, that's, that's what I've learned. That's what they've shown me. And I want them to do better in life than I did. You know, I want them to do, you know, do even more. So you just try and raise them to outdo you. You know, that's the <laughs> whole idea, isn't it? Yeah, you want to leave this place in a better world for them and them to yeah. have more success than you. Yeah, I, I totally get that. But I love the fact that, you know, um, I actually interviewed someone earlier today and they were talking about like they got pregnant on their honeymoon. But you guys oh, wow. did the whole like <laughs> I, I learned I learned this this phrase, like, you know, people have a bucket list, but people have a crib list yeah. where it's like they want to do all of these things like travel or do something else before they have kids. So you guys oh, yeah. had that crib list going on, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, we, we did so many things. And you know, what's so funny is I'm an only child. So I swore that I would not have one kid and having two kids is the best thing I've ever done. But I will say to parents or future parents, there's a crib list and then there's a one kid list. There's so much more you can do with one kid. When you have two, you better have gotten that crib list out of the way because two is something, I mean, and I have two boys, so they're just, you know, uh, they they love their best of buds but they also are two dudes just cracking each other over the head but they two kids it's it's just them when i with my first my wife and i went you know we went overseas we went back to my hometown in boston we would you know nap him in a stroller and it was just like something different now too is is uh i mean we have a be beautiful family and i'm very lucky but get that crib list out of the way you go from zone to man to man and things get so much. <laughs> That's right. That's a good, yeah, good analogy. Um, no, but also what you said right there too, just like this kind of bleeds into my next question about like, is there a dad hack or a piece of advice you'd offer to new dads? That one about, you know, like, you know, if you're going to have one kid, like try and get some of the stuff you guys were thinking to do before you had kids uh, because it gets crazier. But for me, I always tell new dads, like do not leave the house with uh, out uh, checking the diaper bag to see if it's stocked or not. I don't care if you're going to get gas yeah, or just right. going to the store yeah. to get like a Dunkin' Donut or whatever. Like you need to make sure it's there, right? So do you have a dad hack or a piece of advice for new dads? 
You know, I think it's funny. I, you know, sometimes I listen to these audiobooks or things like that about being a good parent and stuff just to always improve my skills. But I guess the one thing that I have always found to work really well is trying is patience and just like, cause I'm Italian. I'm an Italian Irish from the East coast. I can yell there. There's some yelling in my household with my kids, but you know, when I just chill and talk to them as a person and not a kid, which is hard, you know, you want to baby talk and do all that stuff. But when I just am there with them talking, they chill out and it's, it's wild. It's, it is, that would be the one hack that I learned from some of those, you know, I'm not big into all that stuff. Cause I also am just sort of, my philosophy is just like live life with them and see what, what comes and just, you know, I, I don't get too much into that, you know, yeah, psychological stuff, but that is the one piece of advice from those books and stuff that I thought was good is just like talk to them as a, a, a peer and um, just be patient. Well done, man. Great, great yeah. pieces of advice right there. Make sure you listen to Patrick, new dads, new parents of that. Um, Not that I listen to my own advice, by the way. So everything <laughs> I just said, I do literally zero of But if you can do it, good on you. Well, that works for this because this is a podcast of people listening to it. Sure. But if yeah. you give advice to your kids and all of a sudden you don't follow it, they're like, Dad, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. I don't follow a darn thing I just said. <laughs> Love it, man. Uh, like I said, big fan of Sandlot. You see, you know, you're killing me smallest t-shirts in, in different stores and all that. I think you took action into your own hands. Like, you know what? I'm going to make an awesome clothing line. Hambino yeah. Athletics. Talk about that. And also the foundation because there's some, like, some sweet clothes. But then there's also like love and care behind that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have seen a lot of the shirts out there. And, um, you know, one thing I didn't want to do was create a merch line. Uh, Not that merch is bad, but merch is merch and it's very specific. And I, you know, I love the idea of creating somewhat of, of a fashionable athleisure line that's, you know, centered around Hambino. Um, because obviously there's a love for it. There's the shirts out there. So I knew that there was a, a built-in appreciation, which is nice. And I'm flattered and honored. Uh, but I, I partnered up with Jesse Wilner, who's the creative director of the Mighty Company, which is a pretty fashionable jacket jacket line. Um, and I, she's just done the design behind all of this. And it's a really cool athleisure line. Um, so it's not it's not just you know, t-shirts, but it's the, the clothing's great. We, everything's being made in LA. Uh, we've gone to the factory and we're like pretty hands-on, you know, I've tried it all on myself and I wanted, you know, I just wanted something that I would wear and others could wear yet still use this built-in audience of Hambino. And then Hambino, the Hambino foundation, you know, obviously we all need to give back and it's, um, what what are we here for if we're not here to help others so i i didn't really know how to do it and you know we were toying with like should proceeds go to someone else because i'm not i'm friendly with justin turner and he has a great foundation so hopefully we can partner up sometime but then i just was talking to the the gang that i'm doing this with and we were like let's just open our own and then we know where the where the funds will go we can do fundraisers have a good time get a bunch of people involved raise a lot of money and we just were all those proceeds from the foundation which Hambino Athletics will help support too are going to go to you know underserved communities and building I really want to build like 
eventually it'll take some time, but I want to build baseball fields for kids, you know, not sand lots. Cause those are, you know, we need to give them some grass and you know, <laughs> and the, the dirt and rocks and get, you know, get places with sporting equipment and things because sports is incredible. I see the difference it makes in my kids' lives. And, you know, my oldest is he's in T-ball and he doesn't always want to go, but when he goes, he's just out there. And it's like that line from the movie, get out there, you know, get dirty, get into trouble. Not a lot, but you know, like they do that and he's with his friends and, it's a really important part because those these iPhones and iPads are addicting. And it's not not that I mean he plays on them, he he does those, but to couple it with sports is really important. So for anyone that doesn't have that available, that's what the Hambino Foundation's there for to to help them make that's- it available. Fantastic, man. I love the foundation, Patrick, especially, you know, you know, we, we, I was joking earlier about like the advice and, you know, oh, your kids might see you doing something different, but like that, you know, your kids seeing you and your wife pay it forward, man, it is, is such a good thing. And, and I, I, yeah, the idea of dropping down the iPads and the phones and all that other stuff and getting out there, not only do you learn life skills for your own, but you learn how to work as a team. You learn how to work with, maybe I really don't like this person or we don't have the same brand of whimsy, but like, you know what? We have a goal to win a game. I know T-ball is totally different than like that. But (laughs) as you get older, you know, if you keep on doing sports or it doesn't, I mean, as long as you're doing something in a group environment in school or whatever, I think that's a great way. And like, and of course you get an exercise. Like you said, like I try and have my kids and I, and my wife will go hiking and all this other stuff. So yeah, I love that man. And, um, of course, the, you know, the line goes with a nod to the Sandlot. What do you, I mean, the thing I love about that movie, I can watch it. It takes me back. I mean, I'm in, I'm 43. And when I was growing up in uh, Illinois, we moved around a lot. And New Hampshire and Illinois, I had a bunch of guys and my like, guys and girls, we play basketball, football, baseball, all that stuff. And that movie just symbolizes like the age of innocence. You're just having fun. You're going to rag on people. You're going to get ragged on. You're going to learn how to like take your lumps and, and stuff like that. But for you, what are you most proud of from that movie? Well, it's hard to say that I'm not most proud of how it's been received. You yeah. know, the uh, a lot of people have found joy from it. So to be even a small part of something like that is pretty cool. You know, I didn't write it. I didn't direct it. You know, David Mickey Evans, there's a lot of credit that goes to him because he was everything about that movie created it. But just to be a small part of it is, is it's an honor and it is humbling and it's, it's funny, you know, um, I just was watching a documentary, The Redeem Team. Did you see it? It's so good, by the way. You got to go see it. It's it's on Netflix, okay. but it's about uh, it's about the Redeem Team, the Olympic team with LeBron and they uh, uh, and a bunch of the guys. And then Kobe joined it. And when Kobe joined, they really started winning, which was cool. It's a it's it's a cool piece on Kobe Bryant, but in it, and th- this is a horrible example because I'm not even close to what Kobe was, but you see him getting all this, uh, all these accolades in China. It was in, I think it was in China. Uh, and he, they interview him afterwards and he's a little embarrassed by it. He's like, I, I don't, this is a lot. Cause in China, he was the, he, it, it was like all about Kobe. So sometimes it, it it was funny to see even him say that because this is a superstar who has that experience. But when you go out and there's people that are that in love with something that you've done, sometimes it is a little, 
it's introverting, you know, because you, you, you're like, what? Like I, this really was just a summer for me. I got paid to play baseball with a bunch of friends and it like for it to mean that much to someone, it's really special, but it's also a little hard to believe, you know, if that makes sense. Cause you're like, this was nothing for, and not in a bad way, but I feel like I cheated a little bit because it was truly the three of the best months of my life. Like just playing baseball and every character in that movie, we were them to some degree. Like there's a lot of him in me and Mike Vitar, there was a lot of Benny in him. He was the leader. It was like we were playing with the, and he was the best baseball player. And we just had this amazing time. So to also for it to have lasted 30 years, you're like, that doesn't even make sense. What's going on. This is, you know, it's weird. So it's cool to be able to, you know, have a nod to it. I, I appreciate the honesty too, because if someone's like, "Oh, do you remember that one time where you did that?" And you're like, "Yeah, I, I did. I was there." But like, you know, just, you just see the excitement of it. I remember yeah. I did this media trip with Budweiser. They kind of flew us and me and a couple other people to spring training a, a couple of years ago, and we were taking a bus ride from um, to seeing the uh, Nationals and the Astros play, and then we're going go to go obviously go to like the Budweiser facility, but. They're like, well, what movies you want to watch? It was all baseball themed. Sandlot was on there. We're all like watching it. We're all like talking about it. And like, that's, that's a movie great. that no matter your background, you have, a, you know, you can recognize with a character or, you know, that a time when you were a kid playing sports and all that. So I love it. Um, yeah, it's funny because, you know, it's also different for me. Like what you love about the Sandlot is not what I love because I've maybe seen it three times. So I don't watch the movie. I, you know, I, I can watch myself, but I'm not someone that loves to watch myself. So I, I don't, and I was a lot younger, but I don't, I don't see the movie that way. I remember everything on the flip side. So where a scene might've been your favorite, the ones that are my favorite were the, the ones that were most fun to shoot, you know? So it's, it's an interesting experience for me. Nice, man. A couple more questions yeah. before we finish off the father. Quick five. That person you keep seeing in the background is my business partner. I run a production company now in LA. So you keep seeing his head going in and out. We have back-to-back offices in our, our office in LA. Um, nice, man. Yeah. So just kind of speaking of like production and just, yeah. you know, work and all that good stuff. You've been in so many great TV shows and movies besides the Sandlot, obviously, you know, you're super young, but like with all the stuff you've been doing now, is there like what role did you have like a lot of fun on that maybe you thought like oh you know you know i want to take a job a job is a job right but you got into it and you're like man i can like just kind of let myself fly and go in a certain direction like did you have one of those roles well again you know i think anytime i've played a bad guy that's always fun you know it's a challenge um because it's hard to do some some actors just you know they're so good at it but it's that i think has always been a fun challenge for me but Again, like there are certain movies that, you know, I've, I I don't know how many movies I've done, but 30, 35, something like that. But a lot, some of them are really small and nobody ever saw them. Yet my experience on that movie was personally so fun. Like I did a movie uh, called Ricky Six that we filmed in Canada. And, you know, I I don't, I actually don't even know that I've seen it, but it wasn't a big movie that came out, but it was a bunch of, 20 something guys and gals that we just hung out and the offset experience was one of my favorite you know because i was in canada a new place i was 21 we were you know just having a great time so things like that are are it's always a little different from from my side i think character wise yeah i mean i did a little thing on glow that was fun i did a recurring on that a couple years back I, i had a good time with that character um 
you know, I, I'm in a new movie coming out. I did one at the end of last year. I play an umpire, and that was a cool role um, uh, with a, a great cast. So I'm I'm excited about that one. Nice. Um, Mason Thames is in it, and he he was just in the Black Phone, so he's the star of it. Nice. Um, and yeah, it, it was directed by David Henry, and it's uh, called Boys of Summer. So that 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 one was fun, and you know, I think they're all fun for different reasons, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, one more question before the father, quick five. You're very yeah. active on social media. My kids and I love you doing, you and your friends doing the football theme dances and all oh, that yeah. good stuff. Chubby Gingers. <laughs> and then you, you, <laughs> and then you uh, got some street cred too, probably um, hanging out with Lizzo and teaching you how to do the dance and all that. I who did. Would you that love, was pretty great. Who would you love next to like, someone's like, hey, Patrick, let's do this dance or let's do a TikTok together. Who would your ultimate like get be? Gosh. Well, you know, I, I love doing it because I feel like there's a dancer in all of us. And, uh, <laughs> but I definitely couldn't do it alone. I needed my chubby brothers, uh, my chubby ginger brothers. You know, there's one of them. I, it's really good friends of mine. One of my oldest friends actually is the choreographer on it. Her name's Lindsay Moore and her husband's the, the, the biggest of the three. So Lindsay choreographs all of it. And then Cage is in there and that, or sorry, Cruz in there. And then the other one is Cruz brother Cage. So, uh, they're like the we they're like the Weasleys from Harry Potter. It's like they have this massive redheaded family, and it's just like thirty of them. It's the greatest thing ever. So I, they're more they're more ginger than I am, but uh, we just have fun. God, I don't know who I would want to meet. I mean, Justin Timberlake's pretty great. You know, he's yeah. he's got the moves. Uh, so maybe I do a, a little collab with JT. I have to remind Cage too. He's the the other one that kind of tries to steal the show behind me. I have to remind him, this is my group. I'm the Justin Timberlake. Get in the background, buddy. I see too many comments about him. I'm going to have to put him in his place a little bit more. Patrick's getting upset. Um, you know who I'm talking about, too. He's yep. the one that really gets into it. Well, okay. We have fun. I, I couldn't do it alone. It'd be too embarrassing. Nice. Now we're going to finish off with a father quick five. Favorite family movie in the household right now is what? Gosh, I think, you know, it's so funny. My son, my oldest son's watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that was my show growing up, which is just so mind-blowing. I think Moana is still okay. tops. Like, he, my oldest, watched it when he was three years old. And now my youngest is two and a half. And we're putting it back on. And we're all captivated by it. It's the best Disney movie in recent times. It's so good. Nice. So I'll keep that as tops. Speaking of, like, obviously that movie is filled with great music. Is there a band or an artist you can't wait to, you know, share like their music with, with your, with your sons? Like, is there like a band? Like, I can't wait till they get this age to appreciate so-and-so. I, you know, I'm a funny music listener. Uh, I, 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 all my friends know all these rock bands and everything. And I, and I never really grew up listening to rock probably cause I was an only child, but I'm really more into like the, uh, I I love a good power ballad from a female artist. Like, you know, give me some Whitney or Mariah or Adele. But I, I don't know. I, I, it's hard. I don't, maybe Boys to Men. That was my jam growing up. So I want to I wanna play a little Boys to Men for them. <laughs> I know, <laughs> random, right? No, it's great. That Boys to Men is my favorite band of all time. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? Oh, man. It would be fully having a full-time babysitter so that you know we could actually enjoy it another dad um, hack right there too right? yeah like there's no way we we 
we went on a trip about a year ago and we got into the twos with my youngest and we went, we are not traveling until he's three. So that was the last time we traveled. Um, just cause they start like they, you know, maybe he was one and a half and they don't know how to walk. They go from crawl to run. So when they're on an airplane, they're just running up and down the thing and it's crazy. But I think, I don't know, Hawaii, I've never been to Hawaii. So my wife loves the beach. My kids love the beach. Uh, I think Hawaii with a friend that could watch them or an in-law or one of my parents and uh, some date nights with just me and my wife and, you know, uh, some beach days with the family. That would be perfect. Nice. Uh, and a private jet so that I don't disturb anyone on a commercial airline. So if you know anyone that has a PJ that wants to fly my family out to Hawaii, let me know. That'd be great. If you do a cloud with Justin Timberlake, he might be able to hook you I up. think he, yeah, he might have one. Uh, favorite ballpark. Do you have one? Well, I think probably Fenway. I am from oh, Boston. Um, you know, I'm lucky. I'm from Boston. I moved to LA. So I have Fenway and Dodger Stadium. And there, I've been to a lot of ballparks and they're all great for their own reasons. But these, you know, these old parks that are still standing are pretty special. And, you know, it's funny, even as a Boston fan, though, I went to Yankee Stadium and I got off the train and the person I was with said, look left, that was where the old Yankee Stadium was. That's where Babe Ruth, and I still got chills, even being a Boston fan, because even your competition you love. So the new Yankee Stadium is amazing, but I got chills looking at where Babe Ruth just used to hit all these home runs. Um, so I, there's something special about these old ones, you know. Yeah. I've never been to Wrigley, but I'm sure I'll love it when I go. You should definitely go, man. It's, it's good time. I remember going to that yeah. one, Comiskey 1, now Comiskey 2, whatever they call it. But, yeah, I mean, I've grown up in New Hampshire, big Red Sox fan. And then, obviously, oh, um, I've been to Yankee, old Yankee and new Yankee. But, yeah, you've got to respect your rivalry, right? So I totally get yes. that. Yeah. Um, and lastly, top three words you hope your sons would use to describe you as a dad. What would you want them to be? Oh, geez, man, you're going to make me cry now. I don't know. Uh, this is the Oprah uh, segment. <laughs> oh, geez. You know, probably like friend is a good one. Fun. And God, loving. Nice. Yeah, Great like right that. Right. Yeah. Follow Patrick on TikTok and Instagram at Patrick Runner. Pick up Hambino Athletics, uh, the clothing collection, and go to HambinoAthletics.com. Thank you so much. Big fan of your work. I wish you and your family continued success. And, again, with the foundation, man, you're not only walking – you know, you're not only talking the talk, but you're walking the walk, showing – you know, you and your wife are showing your kids to pay it forward. But thanks again for taking the time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Good to meet you. I want to thank Music and Arts for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I really appreciate what they're doing to help my child gain more confidence, learn an instrument, and just enjoy life. And I see the passion that she has through her music lessons and also playing the saxophone and now tuba. Your kids will appreciate it and you will appreciate it as well. So go to musicarts.com slash gift card. And while you're online, please rate, subscribe, and review to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Check out the Art of Fatherhood website at artoffatherhood.net. You'll see the podcast. You'll see the Dad's Doing It Right columns, the collector of the week. I talk all things about pop culture, parenting tips, all that good stuff. Or feel free to just leave comments over at my website. I'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.